he posited a theory that people are attracted to somebody who has something in them that's under that that they have underdeveloped in themselves. Oh, like for example, I have an interest in finance. So, so maybe I would be attracted to somebody who's very good with finance, even though I haven't developed my interest in finance. I'm actually quite bad at it. <laughs> Terrible. But you know, um, or like, say you really wanted to go scuba diving, but you've never done it in your life mm. and you fall in love with somebody who's a professional scuba diver, like these things happen. And so that's kind of interesting. You may not. So in the sense, like you have the interest, but not the skill. Right. So maybe you could look for your next partner. I mean, it sounds like you just want to play around in the dorm. So that's cool. You know, have a good time. Ah. Welcome to Sexy Time, where we answer your questions about sex, relationships, and everything sexy in between. Don't forget, you can send your burning questions by voice or email to sexytimedlove at gmail.com. That's sexytime, D-L-O-V-E, at gmail.com. Anonymous questions are welcome. Thanks for hooking up with us today. Now, let's cozy up and join our hosts, Alice and BK Johnson. Welcome back to Sexy Time, everybody. Thank you for being here. Hey, Alice. Welcome back to Sexy Time. Hey, you know, just a heads up, my internet is acting like my old internet. Oh. Um, it's, it, my upload speeds are slower than they have been in the last couple of months since I switched to BIOS. So if something goes funky, please let me know. Um, I will. And also, I, I am in recovering today from a shot in my spine or very 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 close to my spine and epidural so um not for pregnancy uh for neck pain and so um i may be i don't know it may get referenced it may not uh i'm i'm dealing with a little pain and i'm actually braless on the show so there's that but uh we're here braless you say check out youtube.com <laughs> Slash sexy type podcast. <laughs> We're talking about preparation today. Yeah. The sexiest ultimate foreplay. Love mm. preparation. Preparation XXX. Yeah. And and I want to say that's what we should really rename this this preparation uh, XXX. podcast. You're right. That's true. Preparation to XXX, oh. the ultimate foreplay. Please. That, please. I will set please. that up right now. Preparation XXX. Don't there let anybody go. tell you I don't beg you because I do. I do. Let's go. It's saved please, now. Please, please. So we'll see there, and and we today we may get loopy, Alice. But don't worry, she did some sexy preparation. She let me know that she did have this procedure beforehand, so I was well. well and prepared. I didn't actually have regular anesthesia, so I, I am know. I am quite prepared. I'm in a little bit of pain, but I'm not actually loopy. But this uh this theme actually came from uh, a lovely question from all you out there. So thank you. It was about. I think preparing for a lovely sex romp, and we we were talking Ooh. about how important oh. it is to fuck oh. first and eat later, oh. right? Because they were oh. saying it's going to be a dinner date and all this stuff, and it's like, yes, sex it, romp. Ooh. You could try fucking first and eating later because it's going to be tough if you overeat with this stuff. <laughs> so that was what we were like. You know, this preparation can be very important. It can make or break a, an evening sometimes. Not every time. We don't want to over prepare. We don't want to be perfectionists with it, but. Preparation is very important and uh, the ultimate foreplay, as we say. So thank you again for all your support, your questions and your support. And what keeps us going. If you want to join in on the fun, uh, go to patreon.com slash sexy time podcast. And while I'm here, I might as well shout out our sexy patrons who purchased the tier that includes a sexy shout out. We have Woo. Monster J. It's Shirley. Mark. And it's Koala. Thank you very much for all your support. Dungeon Masters, you are our masters, and we love you very, very much. Listed by Can Patreon. you go ahead and explain a little bit, just a little overview of our, our tiers? Because I don't even recognize them anymore. We've got a backdoor oh, pass lover. What does that mean? We do. We do. So the first tier is official patron. You're supporting the show. While um, we're at it, we'll, we'll say thank you to those folks. 
and you also get all the access on the Patreon uh, for the for the Patreon early access stuff. So on Patreon, we posted earlier before we finish up the edited version. So as an official Patreon lover, you are supporting the show and also get early access on the Patreon site. Um, Backdoor Special Pass lover. to Mayo for that one. Yes. I know we don't usually shout these out, but while we're on it. While we're on it. Backdoor Pass lover, you get access James, to our private to Discord. Backdoor. Yeah, James, thank you. Private Discord. And you also get all the exclusive content from the Dungeon Masters because Dungeon Masters can get, make us do some sexy things. We, we're, we're their sub. Uh, we do mm. what they want sometimes, most of the time. And next tier is Pillow Talk. When they tell us. Pillow Talk is our show after every live stream. We have a lovely segment called Pillow Talk where you get access to, closer access to the two hosts here. We have a lovely show after that, and um, really great community, supportive, talk about anything. And what stays in Pillow Talk? Wait, what happens in Pillow Talk stays in Pillow Talk. Dang it. Feels like I'm on the epidural. Anyway, you also get a sexy shout-out at that tier. So that tier is fire. You get Pillow Talk and a sexy shout-out on the show. We appreciate all of you. Uh, next tier after that, you can dominate one of our sexy soapboxes by giving us a topic to soapbox on. We'll take turns giving diving deep and maybe tapping into a little bit of our angst or like concerns about certain topics or just things that bug the shit out of us or that we love about it too. So give us the topic and we'll get on our sexy soapbox. We go both ways, you know. And you can also sponsor a lover at that level. So you can bring in someone to our pillow talk section is sponsoring a lover to be in pillow talk. And we really appreciate that. Share the love. Might as well, might as well have some double fun there. And then our highest tier dungeon master technically highest tier where you you send us any material up to 690 sexy words and we will read it in our most sultry voice you let us know who wants who you want to read it myself alice or the mistress of ceremonies will post it up on patreon and again um if you're at the backdoor pass lover tier you get access to that as well anyone that tier or higher thank you so much for your support and lastly because we did re change our tiers recently i added a placeholder tier because I couldn't figure out how to delete a tier and it wouldn't let me delete a tier. I want to delete a tier, but there's an extra tier here. So if any of you want to be a sexy high roller and make us come up with a oh. new, a Whoa. new, a Wait, new, you're making us come. Did you say, yeah, you want us, you want us to make us come up with something new to support, to, to give the love back for your loving support. We actually added this high roller tier. If you want, that's kind of a, for funsies one, because I, it was difficult trying to delete a tier on Patreon. <laughs> so, but, you know, when, when you get lemons, you make lemonade. And we appreciate all your support. We were able to uh, make these changes to the tiers because of all your support. So we really appreciate all of you. Um, check it out. Patreon.com slash 610 podcast. Choose your favorite tier. We appreciate every one of you. Ooh. And uh, yeah. That's, How sexy are you all? Patreon Thank you tier. so much for all of you who support us already. Um and, you know, the nicest thing about, especially those of you who come to Pillow Talk, um, not only do you get access to some of our more personal stories and, and questions, but you can ask your own. Um, you kind of have, you know, a very safe. We, we actually, the reason we raised the price of Pillow Talk is because we wanted it to be um, a little bit of a higher bar to entry. We want to make sure that everybody who's there feels safe being there. And of course we do vet now our uh, members who come to pillow talk. Uh, so if you're at the sponsor, a lover um, tier or anything like that, we do need to vet everybody who comes into pillow talk a little, it's not a big deal, but uh, it's, you know, worth a little conversation. Make sure that everything mm. that stays in, that happens in pillow talk stays in pillow talk. So we really want to have a, a safe community for that. And it's a beautiful community. We're so grateful for everyone who shows up and it gives you guys like a little bit of ownership of the show in a way, you know, you really, you've given us, those of you who do come to pillow talk, um, or have come to pillow talk in the past, you've given us so many great ideas for the show 
And we really couldn't do what we're doing without you. We're, we're really grateful for you and all of our patrons um, on mm-hmm. Patreon. We just, and also our one patron on DLive, uh, Just Me Superman. <laughs> yeah, we are grateful for your ever continued support, even though Love we don't guy. get to see you here in chat anymore. Um, but we hope all is well with you in the world and in the interwebs. Um, but yeah, anybody who's hearing our voice, if you want to join our community or if you just want to support, there are lots of tiers. So you can do either or. You don't even have to ever show your face or you can control all of what we do and be our dungeon master. <laughs> yeah. You got everything in between. Um, so we hope you guys enjoy that and and we create it for you because we love you guys very much. Mm, I love it. It's a good problem to have because again, there was some, we want to make sure that we did have to do vetting in the pillow talk, but there was two problems. Yeah. One, we loved we how- We only had a problem once, but- Yeah, we only uh, had one problem. It's important. But because of that, we're like, you know what? We need to change this up, but that was one part. The other half was, it was because- there was two things. One was that that the other inflation. No, 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 no. It's the other one's positive. <laughs> it's that our our you guys are such a great community, and we didn't want to have if if there was another thing that came up like that, it would possibly put a hindrance or a damper on the community we're building. So we wanted to just change the tiers because we we really appreciate the community that you guys are able to build with us, and that's really shining in the show here and also on Pillow Talk. That also affects the shows here. Again, you guys are freaking amazing with your ideas and support. So thank you again. Indeed. And as we close out the show tonight, um, remind me and I will play us a, a song about inflation. Really? That you oh, all no. should download um, Ernest Jackson and Sugar Daddy and the Gumbo Roo. Um, great fucking name, right? We got Sugar Daddy and the Gumbo Roo. Uh, Ernest a, Jackson. Oh. Mm. And it's called Inflation and the... Um, the best place actually for you to listen to it is on Spotify um, because there was an NPR, I think Planet Money basically found this. Sh- it's a great story. They did a whole podcast about it. They created a, an alp, like a label to learn and teach their podcast oh, wow. listeners about how to create a record label. And they used the song Inflation that they found, which is a cool, cool song from like, I don't know, the 80s or the 70s oh. or something. It's an old song. And this dude, he never really made any money off of it. And ho- they're trying to make him some money off it now, which is oh, really wow. cool. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And he's great. He's sugared. Ernest Jackson and Sugar Daddy and the Gumbo Roo. Uh, I like if, that. If you check it out, just search for Ernest Jackson and Inflation. Get that guy a little, uh, get that guy a penny because uh, he's great and he deserves it. And he's been working hard for decades. Um, you know, I like to see a good musician get Hell some yeah. attention. Check it out. When I think of inflation, I think of breasts and penises, but this is, this is good too. <laughs> this is good too. Uh, I met a customer who was talking about uh, on my on a plane who was talking about all of his um, implants. Oh, and he was talking about his dental implant. But uh, he was like, oh, no, no, my breasts, you know, like he he was a larger man. And I was like, oh, it must be your butt implants that cost that much money. He's like, yeah, yeah, they were very expensive. Oh, wow. He's all implanted up. That's crazy. That's no, cool. no. It was a joke because he's a, a heavy guy. Um, it was just a joke. I believed him. <laughs> no, maybe I didn't tell well enough. No, it's okay. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, oh, oh, wait. Um, yeah. Before we start into questions, we do have a poll here for people here at on the, who are watching the live stream. And if you do, if you are, if you're in our private Discord, all the polls will be posted there afterwards. If you want to see what past results are, so. Here's the poll for today. How important is foreplay for you? One option is it's required for a good sexual experience. Another option is love it when it's there. Next is fine, but sometimes waste time. And lastly, no time for foreplay, Dr. Jones. So (laughs) check it out, get your votes in, and you'll see the results um, on our Discord after the show if you can't catch us live. But if you're here live, go to youtube.com slash sextimepodcast and get your votes in on that poll. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for handling that. We'll announce it at the end of the podcast. Do you want me to come with a question first? Let's do it. Let's go. Let's do it. I am curious of how important... Oh, this is where the poll came from. (laughs) I was looking at the questions to pick right before this. Oh, great. Oh, I love I was, it when you do that. I was curious. How how important is foreplay to you two? As a woman, I'm only recently discovering the importance of foreplay. 
I've always been super excited to get straight into the act, but more recently, as I explore more, I'm learning the difference in quality of sex when you just kiss for a little bit and get and and then get in versus actually taking the time to really enjoy one another's body before getting to that to the to the act. Uh, with extended foreplay, everything feels a lot more intense, but even then my body feels a lot more receptive and the love feels a lot deeper. I feel like I've been missing out on a lot of good sex by never really seeing the importance of foreplay before and now trying to get it straight and and before trying to get straight to it. I don't uh, the after, I think. Uh, I, uh, I think it's a typo. Uh, but that's fine. Yeah. And uh, so my question is, how important is foreplay to you two? Or how do you think, how important do you think foreplay is in general for most people? Um, do you guys notice a big difference in how it feels with or without it? How sex feels with or without it? Mm. Okay. Thank you. Well, mm. I love, I love that. Thank you for this question. I love that you're highlighting the connection piece of it. Um, because usually when people talk about foreplay, they talk about um, how it's necessary, you know, to make the male or penis, we'll say penis having partner uh, hard or the vagina having partner wet, right? Mm. Um, to get everything lubed up in there and to get everyone hard and turned on for the act. I mean, it definitely does make sex easier and more satisfying on us on a physical level, just purely because yes, then the man is fully erect if he weren't already. And the woman is really, really wet and ready to go. And if it's two women, then both women are really wet and that's great for playing with hands and fingers. And if you really like, uh, you know, the taste of uh, your partner, you want them to be wet before you. Well, as you, you, you want to mm -hmm. feel that sensation, oh, yeah, right? I've heard that from a lot of people who really like oral, right? It's like, it's great to get that sensation of when a woman comes uh, and when they just get wet, right? Um, and also if you're two men having sex, obviously it's going to be better if you're both hard. Now, of course, if one of you is the top and one of you is the bottom, then really only the top needs to be hard, but still it's always nice when everybody's excited and ready to go. And, um, I love that you talk about foreplay as a, like I said, as a, a source of connection and not just, a physical like hey we need to do this in order to make mm -hmm. like quote unquote intercourse or as dan dan savage says like penis and vagina piv sex uh you know uh, to make that successful it's also a wonderful tool for connection a hundred percent because you can find out more about your partner hey how sensitive are your nipples do you like it when i kiss your neck like this what kind of thing turns you on? Do you have any like physical turn-ons? If I touch you in a certain way in a certain place, do you have a, a spot that really turns you on? How do you like having your feet licked, your toes licked? You can get super freaking creative with foreplay. It can go anywhere and everywhere. Do you like your balls touched? Do you not like your balls touched? Do you like your balls licked? Do you like this? Do you like that? Etc. Do you like uh, fingering? Do you like it to go deep? Do you mm -hmm. not like it to go deep? There are so many options. Do you want my tongue to go fast? Do you want it to go slowly? Like you get to talk through these things and connect and actually feel each other and get like, you know, it's kind of a meditative act. If you're not in your head and you're in the moment and you're sensing yourself and you're sensing your partner, it's really an in the moment meditative act. And that can bring anybody closer together. So yes, hundred percent. Mm. I agree with you. Great for connection. And also I just want to say foreplay does not have to be foreplay. Foreplay can be the end game. If you want it to be, it's true. Work play can be everything that you do with a partner and you can enjoy the heck out of that. And some people like to edge for a very, very, very long time, meaning bring, bring their partner sort of up to the edge of when they might come and then back down and wait, you know, and, and that prolongs the excitement that prolongs the experience for some people. Some people never want 
uh, intercourse. Some people never want insertion and that's totally okay. There are so many other ways to get off. And of course, then we go to, you know, different genders and different sexes and different sexual orientations. And there's Mm. just a million ways to have a good time. And yes, foreplay is a wonderful way to get at it. Now, if you're going to skip the foreplay, I do recommend getting out some lube um, and at least making sure that if you're, if there's a penis involved, that the penis is hard. Uh, Cause obviously you're not going to want to skip that part. Um, but other than that, you know, if you need a quickie, sometimes a quickie is great. Just get the lube out. It'll make your life a lot easier. Um, but yes, love foreplay, super useful. Glad you're finding it. Congratulations. I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned the part about both physical and other things because, and also you used two dynamics that I thought were very fascinating and important to say uh, is that the end game and also it's not physical, but I think time and physicality are the two things that I was looking at because sometimes foreplay is something as anticipation for the night coming, right? Like you can get very excited from the anticipation of knowing that you're going to have something planned that day, even though the, you could say that the foreplay session was shorter that day, but you didn't need as much foreplay because you guys were primed thinking about it most of the day, right? Like, <laughs> like so before you go to work or they go to work, you you, you kind of like whisper something or do something sexy with them or dress up like something right before you get ready for work. And they know that you know that you're going to get it on that night. There's that anticipation. Some people consider that foreplay and people get in our heads saying, oh, I need to do the physical more because, yeah, I'm good at getting that anticipation part. But the physical, we need to spend more time where it's like it's always there's a got to bring balance to the force. You can you can do one, the other or both or none. You can actually just get right to it, like you said, in a quickie. And that's too cool, too. Um, You know, it's going to be different for different partners and different people. Um. But as you were listing all those things, um, you know, I tap into my 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 childhood of when I was a, a nerd virgin. I'm like, what if what if you'll take what you can get? <laughs> like you like it this way, you like it that way. I'm like, oh yes. What if I said yes to all of those? And I think that's uh, it's the it's the fantasy versus reality because this is what I love about foreplay is that. Yeah, when you're getting excited about it, that anticipation, and you're you're thinking, oh yeah, I, I'd try anything. I just I'm just happy to be with them, and blah 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 blah. I'm just happy to have a sexual partner and all this stuff. But when you get in there, I think that's the beauty of foreplay. You do learn more about not only your partner but yourself, because they'll say, oh yeah, before when I was really fucking horny, I was thinking I'd do anything. But now when I get in there, I'm like, oh, you know what? I just realized I like this. And for me, I'm like, oh, I realized I don't like ass play. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, but you know, you watch enough porn, you're like, maybe this is really good and stuff. It's like, no, for me, it's not. But I think you learn, the beauty for foreplay for me is you learn both about yourself, what you like, and for your partner. And, and that's what you were talking about too. Um, it's, it's really good for all that. And sometimes it can change. Um, sometimes it's not just that you don't like that. It's just like, I want to look up some techniques on that. And next time we give it a go, we might try it again. So I think foreplay is very um, important for that, but I don't think it's, uh, as important as, oh, I'm missing out on things you mentioned that you worried about missing out. No, I think it's all a progress. We, you know, and, and actually there's the old slow and steady wins the race, um, stay to the positive side that you could be doing it just right for you. Because sometimes you don't want to go into the extremes early. Who knows what your part, past partners might have, might have gotten you into, and maybe it was just the way it was meant to be. Um, the positive thing is that in the present and moving forward, you can go extra hard on your foreplay to learn more about yourself and your body in the bedroom, and that's what you should focus on, I think. Don't worry about the regrets on that. Um, take a step back and be happy with what you got. It's it's going to be amazing moving forward now that you're learning to appreciate foreplay and asking others like us what you can get out of it and and uh, our thoughts on it. And I th- I do think again my my end thought is I love foreplay. I just don't think it's uh, necessary all the time because each of us are unique in our partnership. But there's definitely so many good things from it, physical and mental. Yeah, you can tell what I voted on the poll now that I said that. Ah, well done well done uh and again if you want to participate in our polls you can always come over to youtube.com slash sexy time podcast we'd love to have you here um let's see i need a question for us i do have them because mm-hmm. i prepared oh i've got i've got a sad one to start out all right 
Mm. Get your popcorn. Get your popcorn. Popcorn for sad? Little, oh. Little sad, little sad. Okay. Or chocolate. You sad know, Whatever, whatever yeah. comp for food makes you happy or 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 whatever. Uh, okay. I am a 17, sorry, excuse me, 19 year old male. And I've been dating my girlfriend who's a 20 year old female for about six months now. Okay. I now realize that we're very different from each other and it's time for me to move on. She's really wonderful. I genuinely really believe that. Um, she's a passionate, kind, supportive, smart person, but we're just too different. I really wish that she had done something terrible or I had something awful, you know, so I could just end it. But so we she hasn't. Wish. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we just have different life goals, different career paths, different hobbies, different interests. We love differently and we deal with conflict differently. And I think these differences are just where I feel like the connection isn't there anymore. Mm. There's again, nothing wrong or anything like that, but I just know my heart and my brain are telling me it's time. Um, unfortunately, we live in the same dorm on the same floor. So I know it'll be awkward. Um, and I feel really selfish, but I just want to be single and have all of the fun that comes with being in college. Mm. I guess I'm wondering how can I prepare for this difficult conversation that I need to have with my future ex and my dorm neighbor? I just want to do it right. I don't care if she doesn't want to be friends with me. I actually don't see those friendships usually working out anyway, to be honest. But I do want her to know that it's nothing she's done wrong. And I don't want to feel terrible for breaking up with somebody who genuinely hasn't done anything other than just like not being for me. Um, what do you think? How can I prepare for this conversation? Uh, the old, thank you for the question. The old, it's not you, it's me conundrum. Mm. That's where the- Yeah, although I guess when you're 19 and 20, you haven't heard too much of that yet. <laughs> exactly. But if you watch enough sitcoms and watch enough shows or movies, you'll know that this is a, a an old conundrum from the, from the days past because everybody understands this wanting to break up in this way. Even, even if it's not truly what's going on, which is why it's it's a difficult proposition because many people will say, you're just saying that because this is the way you break up nicely. You know, instead of saying, I don't like you, it's like, no, it's, this is what I want. And I don't think we're going to work out since this is what I want. Right. And, and, and this is what I'm thinking for a relationship. So there was, uh, you just asked the preparation. Mm -hmm. How can he prepare it, for this difficult conversation is really the question. It all comes from within for you. Um, it, like the, the worst thing you can do is try to think, how can I do something to not hurt someone else? Because at that point, it's going to be awful. You'll, you'll let your fears drive you instead of actually the actual truth. Because from what your question is saying, you, you obviously had some good times with her and you don't want to hurt her. But if you tap into that fear and use that, it's going to be bad. So it all comes from within and you're going to have to go into confident mode of this is really it. Like bottom lining it, don't try to say, oh no, I shouldn't have said it that way because now it's going to make her feel this way. Or I shouldn't do this because it's going to make this happen. It's like, don't try to second guess and plan ahead and, and prepare that way to say, I can do this perfectly. Where if I say it or do it the right way, she won't get hurt at all and we're just going to part separate ways, right? Or at least it won't be as bad as it could be, right? Don't think of it that way. It's all going to be within of you saying, you know what? Just be really firm on understanding what that that's the truth and and then um, go with that, right? Do it that. And, and from where you said it, you don't care if you're not friends with them anymore and you're thinking that the friends won't work out anymore. So again, you already have that. And again, the fear would drive you to say, don't say that or don't, if she asks, don't say that, don't say the truth, you know, say no, maybe something and then just ghost her, right? And like, no, 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 just be like, oh, this is what I'm thinking. And, and try to do positive. In that situation, if you're worried at that at all, I would just say, I need, I need time to think about that. I've seen many relationships where it doesn't work out. And I, I know that we had some fun times together, so I'm not sure if a friendship would be too tempting with you. So I need time to work it out. 
you just ask for time. Don't say like, oh, maybe, and then ghost. You know what I mean? So that's the confident of like, no, you knowing yourself and what you're thinking is basically the best way to prepare, in my opinion, and then going straight for those that. I would say from what you're saying in the question, stick closer to the ones that are more, um, I don't know, positive for you like that. Like I said, you can, you can still say the same things in a positive way, but also um, from my comment, from my point of view, it's like, um, now this is just me. I don't know if this is a good thing to say or not, but like, but, but I can't help it. I feel like uh, I, I've had so many situations where people judge relationships in, by certain metrics that don't really matter to them really. And they're just trying to grab any reason to, to kind of make it feel better in general for themselves and others. So in, when he went through the list of like life goals, we love differently, uh, career paths, interest, we have, we deal with conflicts differently. I'd say from my point of view, now again, it depends on your relationship, but from my point of view, there are three that are very important there and two that are, can be, can be a, uh, one that's not really that important and one that's can be like on the line, depending on your relationship. Right. So life goals, loving differently. We deal with conflicts mm -hmm. differently. Those are huge. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. You're saying these yes. things. I'm like, oh, these are very important things to say. Like, yeah, you should have confidence when you need to break up with this, with this relation, with this lady, or your relationship, your partner. Um, and so, but the career path that can be a problem. But as long as you don't interfere with each other's career paths, it you you always see like people getting together with careers that don't like match up. Like it's like all that doesn't matter for some people. Some people it might matter, and it's okay if that's important to you that you have to have the same career path. But if right, some like, people don't like have to have that. Flight attendants often, for example, like to date people in the aviation industry exactly. because they understand their crazy schedules. Yeah. Um, but it's not, the, it's not across know, the board for everybody, singers. obviously. Singers sometimes love to date other singers because then they understand the complications of the industry. Some singers hate dating other singers mm -hmm. because the higher, it, they're more likely to be poor. <laughs> yeah, so. You know, it depends on your needs and your goals and your wants and your values, all this stuff that you mentioned. You're right. And interest. No, that's fine. No, keep going. I, I like that. I like that. It's good. Uh, but interests, like, so one thing, I'll just tell one story before I finish up, but I think uh, I, just my thoughts on this where, again, get to know what you really want and don't try to grab onto more, or not excuses, that's the negative term because people will say that, but it's like, no, these are valid reasons. There's plenty of valid reasons, Just but don't try to grab reasons that really are like, all nah, that's not really a good reason to break up, right? It's like, so for most people, and it depends on your relationship, it, they all could be, but for me, uh, I had a friend when I was actually dating my wife. We weren't even engaged then, so it was just I had a girlfriend here in Japan, and and uh, and my one of my friends from college was always talking to me about how he wished he could find a good girl, like you know, a, a, have, be in a good relationship like mine, and was kind of like using like saying he was jealous of me and saying I keep trying to date and all this stuff. I'm like, oh well, what's going? What do you want from a girl? Is what I was saying. He's like, oh, what are you looking for? in your dating and whatnot and he's and he was like oh i just want someone to like play video games with and that's it i'm like oh, oh. <laughs> so he wants the same interests but i'm like but if he's saying that but it was obvious that that wasn't what he was really looking for he was trying to make excuses of why it was hard to find a girl in my opinion because it's like oh it's so hard to find a girl who likes this playing guitar like me and playing video games like me and i'm like oh yeah you want to date yourself you want to date yourself exactly i'm like and Some yeah people do most girls don't okay. like these type that's of games okay. and most yeah but it's gonna you're putting yourself in a box that will be hard to find a partner by those by those standards right so it's like most girls will not like to sit home and play video games all day like that and most guys goes most girls will not want to also play video games uh play uh this good guitar and like the same music that you do you know what i mean like you're you're nailing like he was basically always talking about interest the video games the music and the other the anime and whatnot and i'm like if if you're basing it on that it's gonna be very hard and that's fine you can do that you can't there there are girls out there who will be like that but you it, it's difficult to complain about a relationship not happening when it's based on only that where i'm like all oh, you had in your question had some great things life goals loving differently conflicts differently because me and my wife we were exact opposites when we met i hated her music she hated mine i didn't like her her movies she watched she didn't like mine and we kind of like grew together for that because i could see the good things in the music and the movies that she liked and, I, and she could see the good things in my like she hated games she hates games and poker I taught her how to play poker. I didn't mean to. I was just playing poker. And then she's like, oh, what are you doing? And so she didn't like playing in games, but now she can and doesn't love it, but she's fine with it. So interests aren't always a deal breaker is all I was saying. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. Good luck with that. But again, stay confident. I think you have really great reasons to do that. And you're very young. It's all good. Go on and enjoy yourself in college. 
I love what you had to say. I just want to, what I, what I would add already to what you've said is, is that um, as you were just saying about like, not necessarily always needing somebody with the same interests, just to piggyback on that. I had a therapist once in my twenties explain this Carl Jung, it was a philosopher mm. and, and um, psychologist. And he posited a theory that people are attracted to somebody who has something in them that's under that, that they have underdeveloped in themselves. Oh, like for example, I have an interest in finance. So, so maybe I would be attracted to somebody who's very good with finance, even though I haven't developed my interest in finance. I'm actually quite bad at it. <laughs> Terrible, but you know, um, or like, say you really wanted to go scuba diving, but you've never done it in your life mm. and you fall in love with somebody who's a professional scuba diver, like these things happen. And so that's kind of interesting. You may not. So in the sense, like you have the interest, but not the skill, right? So maybe you could look for your next partner. I mean, it sounds like you just want to play around in the dorm. So that's cool. You know, have a good time. Um, I do want to say in terms of preparation on that. Do be mindful, um, at least for a few months, if you're willing to like, you know, if you pick up a girl, go to her dorm room for a few months. If you guys mm. are living in the same hallway, you and your ex, see. she might be mm -hmm. fine with it. You know, you might see her with another guy the next day and try not to take that too personally. Um, but, you know, I, I think just to give her the space, especially if she seems upset after the breakup. Um, you never know. The thing about a breakup is you you don't know how the other one's feeling until you bring it up. And you may actually make it easier for her. She might also be thinking like, uh, if you're saying like the connection is kind of dying, she might be feeling that too. And she might be like, thanks, actually, this isn't working well for me either. I'm glad you had the balls to say something because I did not. Right. Like it might let her off the hook. Uh, back mm -hmm. to your original question. Very which important. Is, that was good. Yeah preparation for the breakup breakups are um a near and dear thing to me i don't know how much i've talked to them talked about them on this show before but um i think there are a few things i've learned that i will just pass along take them or leave them one is if you're gonna do a breakup and you're not sure how the person's gonna react um like if it's real clear neither of you are feeling it just you know you can have the breakup anywhere but if you're going to break up with somebody and you're not sure how they're going to react. I would personally advise to do it in a not too crowded public space, not too sparse, like somewhere in between where you feel like if like, like the person is less likely to cause a scene, less likely to throw things. You know, I don't know your, your future exes, Temp, but um, if she has one, if he, you know, if if whoever's listening to this, if he or she, you're the person you're looking to break up with has a temper or cries like nonstop and goes into to these dramatic things that seem to never end. Um, I I would highly highly recommend um, finding a, a semi public place um, so that they're less likely to do that, and also go with two cars find a way mm. to meet them there um so that if you need to leave you can and i know that sounds callous but in fact i don't think it's helpful for anybody and i'm not saying like cut and run the minute it gets bad sit with them hear them out allow them to talk with you allow them to feel their feelings but also i have been trapped in situations during a breakup where like literally overnight i could not leave um, because this person just kept crying and crying and crying. And I was at, at their place and it was just, it was very dramatic. And I felt like I could not extricate myself. Um, whereas we, we actually got back together and a year later I broke up with him again. Um, and mm. this time in a restaurant and, and he, you know, he, we were more connected and yet he was better with that breakup he did better with the breakup we were able to discuss yeah, it perfect in scientific data in a restaurant mm -hmm. yeah well you know every person's gonna be different so i can't promise yeah. it's gonna work out for everybody somebody's gonna tweet out of this and say like hey sexy time podcast this didn't work for me but um 
it worked really well that second time for me because he was, um, we were able to talk about a relationship and, and this for me is the key. Don't take her to her favorite restaurant because you don't want to ruin it for her, but take her to a fun place fun restaurant, something that's hard to ruin, like a chocolate shop or something. Right. And have the conversation, sit down, have the conversation. If she wants to leave right, right away, fine letter. If she wants to stay and have, you know, a, a long conversation, fine letter. And if you're able to, my highest recommendation for anybody doing a breakup not just prepare what you want to say in a clear and concise way. Mm-hmm. Try not to ramble on. You want to make it clear. You want to take your top three points and be really clear about that. You don't want to muddy the waters with, you know, you did this or that was this way. Like you, you don't want to blame or accuse. Yep. You just want to be clear about what's what, what you are, who you are and what Stay you Stay firm, like in the bedroom. Good practice. Yes. Yes. And if you can highly, highly recommend that you also pick out your like top three favorite things about your relationship and celebrate them. Mm. Take this moment, which may, as you said, you don't know if you're going to be friends going forward to celebrate might be the last time, right? Maybe the last time to celebrate the relationship that you've had together. You haven't been together for six months because you hate her. You told me all these great, even if she had Mm -hmm. done something terribly egregious, you know, all that time you spent with this person, you spent with them because you liked them. You spent with them because you had a good time with them. And, and it's great on that last day together to celebrate what you had together. And heck, you may even decide to go back to your dorm room and have one last breakup sex. I, I don't, I don't think that's a bad idea as long as it's all amicable and nobody's blaming each other or angry or crying or, you know, deeply painfully hurt. If you can do it as friends or as friends with benefits or whatever, breakup sex is freaking great because you're also really enjoying it for the last time. Either way, I think it's great that there you're like, I respect her and there's nothing wrong. That is how a mm-hmm. good breakup goes an easy breakup is really and i know that sounds crazy but it's really where you can walk in and say look i respect you but i want different things and i'm looking for something else right now and honestly i don't mean to sound selfish but i'm i'm in college i know i'm young and i i want to have the experience i want to kind of play around and i know that's not fair to you love it so i i really think you know I want to be, it doesn't matter. I don't need to be friends if you don't want to be. But I really enjoyed the time we spent together. I love how you did this and you did this and you did this. And I just think you're such an awesome person. I'm so grateful for you. Like, can I buy you a beer or a dessert or a blah, you know, and let's celebrate what we had together. I think those are the best breakups. You could go bowling afterwards, like do whatever the fuck you want. Have a good time if you can. Um, and if, if you can't, that's okay too. It's okay to just let go. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that you mentioned a part that I totally forgot because I do think that guys sometimes tend to forget this actually, because they get so focused on doing that thing that they want to like do it in like a private room because they want to not any distractions from doing it right. And like, I think it was very important to prepare in public for any, for any situation, any relationship. I mean, that's what they do for like, even in business or anything where you give news that, you know, might be explosive. You don't know everyone's reaction to everything. Right. Um, That's why they make reaction videos because that's why they're so popular. You don't know how they're going to react to whatever it is. So whether it's good or bad or exciting or sad or whatever, you don't know the, you don't know how they're going to react. So it's very important for breakups, especially that you do it in a semi-public place. Don't over rely on the public to defend from uncomfortability. Again, that's why I think it was very perfect the way you said that, Alice, where it's like, don't make it like overwhelming, but make it a semi-public place so that, you know, there's, it's not going to be dangerous if they go crazy on you from that reaction because it's a, it's an important thing that you're doing. So yeah, um, I think that's really important. And then of course, cherry on top, celebrate the, the good times, top three moments of a relationship, talk about it and maybe have breakup sex if that's in your type of dynamic. If not, that's cool too. But at least always remember there was good things that happened from it too, not just the negative. Man, I still have, I still have like overall 
really wonderful memories about two specific breakups, maybe a third, where uh, I really, we just honored the relationship we had and celebrated it and had a great time. And and two of those, the two that I really, really enjoyed were, there was no makeup sex, actually. Mm. Um, yeah. You is yeah makeup break sex breakup sex. i was like break wait up, i was like <laughs> but breakup sex is a special beast I, 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 it is a special time i i don't regret that either okay ready for another question yes and thank you thank you for that and thank you for being so kind to your partner to want to end things gracefully mm. how can i properly prepare for anal lingus oh uh, I had this one prepped too. Okay, so we got the same question. Oh, you did have the same question? Perfect, perfect. It, yes. desired, it desired to be answered. Well, I have a similar question, I should say. Oh, really? Okay. Um, my wife and I, are, I don't know what this stands for. But it's Tell me what it means. FLR? What does that mean? Uh, one moment. That can't be it. Foreign language. No, that's not right. Female-led relationship. It's a oh. type of type of heterosexual relationship where the man where the woman has more control or power than the man does. Interesting. Okay, so uh, FLR. So this is a man talking. Yes. Okay. And okay. while she is vehemently opposed to receiving any other kind of anal penetration, she really really loves the feeling of my tongue attacking her anus. Even oh, though, girl. even though she's getting it all the way she likes, even though we've only ever done tr true analingus once, the one time I performed analingus on her, I asked her to indulge me, and I believed I had thoroughly cleaned the area with soap and water, even with some uh, very mild, slight penetration to ensure I didn't um, go into those delicate folds or creases around her analingus that maybe were not as clean. In spite of all this due diligence. I got very sick about 24 to 36 hours later, and I'm pretty confident that this was the cause. I fantasize about and really want to give her a complete analingus experience again, and as often as she demands. For the time being, she's happy to just grind her anus against my mouth or lips as a means of reinforcing her dominant sexual role in our relationship. But I would love to know if you have any sage advice to reduce the risk of illness or prepare for a future analingus. I do understand that this is a I risk sex act, but any advice would be encouraging. Thank you. Oh. So this is this is very similar to another question we received. Uh, oh. but I'm gonna I'm gonna tackle this one before I add on oh, that cool. one. Sounds good. Um I'm trying to find where this article specifically says. There it is. Um, so uh, you're not wrong to worry a little bit. Um, you know, uh, so you, your anus is home to a lot of bacteria that your vagina or related parts are not related to, mm. um, including E. coli. It is a thing. It's not, I don't know how common it is, but it is a thing. Um, so if you're, especially if you're switching, well, you're not doing anal, we're talking about tongue right now. So, um, so anyway, that, that just to say, um, also there is a risk for people who are not, uh, you know, married, or mm. I should say for people who are not exclusive, there is also a greater risk for um, sexually transmitted infections and HIV because of the um, thinner, thinner lining of the skin, um, HPV as well. Uh, it, here it is. Um, uh, where is it? Sorry. Because the anus doesn't produce natural lubrication, um, anal penetration without adequate lubrication. And this really refer mm. refers a little more to my other question, which is more about like actually penetrating with toys um, can cause the tissue in your anus to tear 
which makes you more susceptible to sexually transmitted infections like gonorrhea and HIV um, because those tears create openings in the mm -hmm. skin. Um, anyway, so all that to say, uh, just to do a broad overview, because everybody asks about anal and preparation. Um, if you're looking to do anal penetration, um, please use condoms. It is really ideal. And lube, especially lube is really great. If you're looking to use toys, which is the other question that I had as well. Somebody was looking to prep their body for, mm. for toys anally, mm -hmm. um, make sure that whatever toy you're using has a flared base so it doesn't get stuck up your ass. <laughs> you don't end up in the emergency room. Uh, nobody wants to deal. Well, I guess there are a few people who want that. Please do not run up the bills of your local emergency room with your vibrators and your butt plugs. But do make sure it has a flared base so it doesn't get stuck up in there. And please, 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 either you use condoms with your toys or wash them very thoroughly. They've actually shown that mm -hmm. um, a 20, 2014 study followed women with HPV who used a sex toy and cleaned it. This I'm finding this from medicalnewstoday.com. Um, the results showed that in some instances, HPV was still on the vibrator 24 hours mm. later. Mm -hmm. And they recommend that you clean sex toys with soap and water. If they're steel and, and glass, stainless steel or glass, if they're hard plastic, use antibacterial wipes or antibacterial soap. If it's silicone, you can boil it, although be careful if it involves batteries, uh, for five to 10 minutes or wash in the dishwasher. That's exactly why I don't and buy used sex toys ever. Very scary. <laughs> Uh, antibacterial soap or wipes can also clean sil silicone. Uh -huh. If it's an electrical toy, again, now we're back to batteries and plugs, unplug the toy and clean it according to the manufacturer's instructions. Make sure you don't put mm. the cord in water, obviously, and let it dry before using it again. If they're porous, again, follow the manufacturer's instructions, but you can use soap and water on some things such as leather or nylon. Whereas someone should only use water for vinyl products. Would you recommend so, hit him like using toys for this or not? Well, maybe if okay. his wife would like some toys, mm. but again, it sounds like she only wants her anus. So sorry, I went off on a tangent. She only wants anal uh, oral yeah. play. So poop does affect sex. It is a real thing. Um, it can. It's not common, though, right? So it's usually only when your your brain, like basically, your 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 colon contracts and pushes stool into your rectum. But that's just when you're about to poop, right? Like before you poop. So like some time after you eat, which again is another reason why fuck first is a really wonderful first thing eat to do. later, baby. Right. Um, so when you poop, your body should get rid of all of the stool in your rectum, but some stuff does get left behind. Um, and that is a real thing. And so I understand why this guy is concerned. Um, if you're, if you're here and you're, you're wondering about anal sex and anal, uh, oral play in general, and it doesn't bother you so much, you'll probably be okay. Um, but if you are concerned for your partner, who's going to be performing anal oral, that's hard for me to remember anal oral, um, that's why I said you. analingus. I think that's why it's analingus. rolls Thank fast, you. rolls off the tongue. Thank you. It does work, <laughs> but I'm bummed. Um, it does. So of course you can, you can do an enema for your partner beforehand to help clean out all of the stuff. Um, you can buy them on Amazon. You can buy them on your local, at your local pharmacy. Enemas are um, a little awkward the first time you do it, but they're pretty easy to do if you want to do that. Um, basically, it helps the rectum to dissolve any stool that's hanging out and it makes it easier for you to poop everything out. You don't need an enema. Again, the chances of you pooping on your partner mid-actor are slim to none. But if you're talking about anal lingus, there we go, uh, it's not a bad you idea. Um, and for this particular gentleman who's already said he felt sick, so I, it's not, it's not really his thing, I'm guessing. Um, mm. I would see if, 
if your partner's open and maybe you could even try it first without even mentioning it, uh, see if she even notices, get out, uh, have, have in your pocket or on the side of the bed or whatever, a dental dam. That's what I was going to say. If, if you can even get a flavored mm-hmm. one. Um, and you can go at it. You can go as deep as she wants. You can really go. Some people really love it when people go at it with analingus. Um, and you can really go at it. You don't have to worry about a damn thing because it's all just going to be on the other side of that barrier. Um, it'll be better for you. It'll be better for her. And also, this is going to sound counterintuitive since you're the one getting, you know, potentially fecal matter in your mouth. Um, but you can wash your mouth before sex. I actually love it when people um, brush their teeth before sex Mm -hmm. in general. It is such a good practice to get in. I wish everybody would do it. I don't always ask for it, but man, I probably should, right? Because God only knows what's in your mouth. Did you just eat cheese and now you're going down on my vagina? I mean, the same goes true for the ass. You know, what are you eating that you're introducing into this this world, right? So loss and Listerine is also great too. Clean your mouth. Yeah, Listerine mm-hmm. is great. You know, clean around and have a good time and don't worry about it. And if you are worried about it, go with that dental dam. It'll make you mm-hmm. super happy about it. Love it. All right. Yeah. I mean, first off, thank you for this I wanted question. to cover the gamut because I figured this, you know, when we're talking about- Well, you had a question right? too. This is the yeah. first one that comes up. Yeah. About sex toys and the preparation for anal. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's going to be Yeah, basically they said the I've recently bought some anal toys, but I haven't used them yet. And I want to know how to prepare my butt for a clean and fun experience. So, you know, yes. See, I saw that similar. question too, but- Oh, you did? I, Great. I, yes, of I, course. This is what I want to say. Thank you for these type of questions because I don't want to deter any of our listeners from sending in these questions because- I chose this question, and this is totally out of my league. I've been very adamant that I've never really got into ass play, fecal matter, and poop. I'm really not into that, but I'm not going to—I don't judge those who are into it. I'm happy with very uh, being very sex positive and happy relationship positive and good entertain, uh, good time in the bedroom for that. So— I chose this question. Just want to say that before we start. So, <laughs> so that I did—I I tend to choose questions like that because I want you to— feel comfortable asking whatever you guys want. Don't worry about any of the sexual preferences or or opinions that we say. We appreciate you having the confidence to come at us with whatever you want in your sex life or relationship life. Please come at us with whatever Mm -hmm. you want, but only online. (laughs) You said poop does affect some people that I'm one of them. I was mentioned, I was thinking dental dam. Um, I do understand that sometimes it's just not the same. Um, Coming from you know, most men know with the the penetration when you're when you're penetrating something like a condom, you can complain and say it's not the same. But this is different. You're married and you already did it once with that. Um, so, but don't get in that mindset. If you if she definitely likes it with the dental dam, I was definitely saying give it a shot if you can. That would be a nice thing if you're not too worried about that because that would protect against all those problems that you're worried about a lot more than other things. Um, without an actual dental dam. Um, one thing that I th- do think I saw that was interesting in the question is uh, that it sounds like you're kind of conf- too confident in blaming it on something, blaming it on something that you know it's that. Like it must have been because of something in her ass that you got. It must have been because of this, didn't clean it enough because of that, or I didn't, I, I must have gone too deep because of that. Um, I, I would say that. Sometimes it's just your stomach biome, and sometimes it's something that's difficult for you, which is why a dental dam might be something to try too. But also, I've, I've from doing this show long enough, I've heard from many others who enjoy analingus who have never had this type of problem, um, and even in, in, worse, in much worse, less cleaned situations. So sometimes it might not be that. It could be something that you would have to something that's going on with you, or it could be some bacteria you for her. You may have a more sensitive biome too. Exactly. You know? And that's fine yeah. too. Um, so again, you it's just like with everything else. 100%. Um, you prepare with what you got and or you do the best you can with what you got. So you might be someone who has to prepare more. Might be, have to be dental dam if you're more sensitive. It might be something else. Maybe it was the cleaning, but I'm saying, try not to lock in on saying, I know it's the lack of cleaning, or I know it's definitely the bacteria in her ass that's doing it. It could be something else too. So, um, the in that mindset, start trying things like the dental dam or other things like uh, you know enema, whatever you 
can try, that's fine. So so again, that's what I would just prepare against is that trying to not lock in saying, oh, it's got to be that. Because I mean, I've, I have heard many people say stories where they it, the, their problem wasn't getting sick from doing those things in, in places, in, in times when it wasn't even clean at all. Um, it was other issues they were concerned about of trying to make it a more pleasurable experience usually. So again, I do think maybe it's just something to do with that. It could be a first time thing. Maybe the first, because you, I mean, you mentioned it only once. How can you know for sure it's that you've only done it once, you said. So maybe that one experience got got your biome strong enough to do it next time and not get sick. That's usually what happens with bacteria. So don't think that, but again, don't get locked in thinking, oh, I know the next time it's going to be fine. My biome's stronger. I found it out. That's something I'd worry about. Um, cause the rest of it is gravy, man. You're basically, you, you know, what type of relationship you're in the FLR, you are, you take pleasure in pleasuring your wife and giving her what she wants is, is what I'm getting the vibe of. Cause as Alice said, it didn't sound like you were into it as much as trying to get what she would be into. And that's why it's, it's good to, um, not get locked in on knowing what she might be into, what she, what might be the problem is instead of exploring with her to say, oh, she's really into this. Let's see what I can do to make that work in this situation. Get into that vibe because, uh, again, that's your natural vibe anyway to to really enjoy pleasing her. And that's what I would say for this one. Yeah, also, um, if you're Try looking into ways to clean, do your research before you do any anal douching. I've seen some mixed um, opinions and studies about mm. whether that's helpful or harmful. So do your own uh, research and make sure you feel comfortable um, with anything that you're going to introduce to your body. Um, but but generally speaking, um, enemas are safe. So if you're going to go one route or the other, I would recommend enema over anal douching. But mm. lots of people who enjoy regular anal sex do do it safely. So again, if that's your choice, just do your research. Um, but the other thing I wanted to say, oh yeah, was thanks for bringing up again, female-led relationship. I think I've only heard that term once in my life and it's yeah. nice to have the refresher. So thank you so much. Appreciate you. It's sexy. All knowing. right. Yep. Got one thank more. Thank you so much for those beautiful questions tonight. I kind of like ending with a bang on the anal. I think so too. Um, I was going to say we're really tight on time. So I was like, kind of, I have to say really it for special time. kind of mm. mukbang. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, if you want to, oh you want to come support the show, come to youtube.com slash sexy time podcast. Please. It, all it takes is a click. We are trying to get more subscribers. Click that subscribe button. We really appreciate it. Tell a friend um, and uh, really could just support it that way. And again, if you or want if to go, you want that, to be our sugar daddies or mommies, mm -hmm. patreon.com. There's always Patreon slash sexy time podcast. Come on over. It's beautiful. Thank you to everyone who supports the show before we close. Let's close out the poll. You ready? Get your get your votes I'm in. Ready. I'm always ready. All right. I can't close it when I'm BK Johnson. I can only do it when I'm sexy time. Here we go. Here's the poll. That's the way to do it. How important is foreplay to you? Fifty percent. Oh. That it's required for a good sexual experience. Thirty-three percent loves it when it's there. Sixteen percent says it's fine, but sometimes waste time. And 0% said no time for footplay, Dr. Joe. All right. <laughs> we do love our audience. We love foreplay here. This is great. All right. And the other half is... If you ever want to vote on these polls, just come see the live stream. But we are more mm. than happy for those of you who are listening out there in podcast land. Thank you so much for your continued support. And we next week, we're doing a Q&A on mm. the same day, same time. And we hope you will find us here. Um, wherever you find your podcasts or on YouTube for our live stream. We're just so grateful for y'all. And we're hoping you had a very sexy, if you celebrated Passover or Easter, that it was very sexy for you and you had a good time. Mm. If you celebrated a sexy spring break, good for you. Oh, yeah. If you're just celebrating yourself or your partner or your partners at home, mm, have a sexy spring. It is time. It is time. To make bunnies, to make love like bunnies. <laughs> make bunnies. I love it. That it's, too. That it's too. heating up. I'm. I'm. I just was talking before the show that I got sunburned, and uh, yeah, it's time to go out and hang out in the sun. Spring's coming, so finally, uh, get out there with whoever. Explore, Unless you're Australian, and, and now you get to warm up. Oh yeah, Australia. <laughs> well, 
Well, we have more people in the Philippines than Australia, but we have some That's close true. friends in Australia too. That's correct. I gotta go All there right, one Charlie. day. All right, Charlie. All right. Thank Let's you, everyone who's watching Love and you listening, guys. wherever you may be. Until then, till next time, stay sexy, stay safe. And don't get caught in public. Thank you so much for coming along with us on this episode of Sexy Time. The party goes on after each show with unfettered access to your hosts in an uncensored and private live segment we call Pillow Talk. Become a Sexy Time subscriber to join in on the fun at patreon.com slash sexytimepodcast. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash sexytimepodcast. It is always a pleasure to see you there. If you've enjoyed our company, would like to support us, be sure to tap that share button and spread the love. Join us again next week wherever you listen to podcasts for another sexy time. Until next time, this is the Mistress of Ceremonies sending her love. Stay sexy.